Good morning, church family. I call you blessed in the name of Jesus. Pastor Rick here, here in the house of God. I thought it was kind of funny. I was watching Pastor Barkley this Thursday night do his church service, and he did a, a panorama of the, the sanctuary. I don't know. Can, can either one of you guys do a panorama of the sanctuary at all? Or uh, just do it? We're calling it empty seats. Uh, anyway, he said he thought it was just really, really weird for him. He said, usually, uh, He's gone on Thursday night, and everybody else is here. And he said, here tonight, I'm here, and all y'all are gone. And it was kind of an interesting uh, day for him and an interesting day for us all in the body of Christ now as we adjust and learn a new way of reaching the world. Amen. Praise God. Uh, I want to read a, a psalm to you, Psalm 103, where it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. What a powerful text this morning. As I read this text, though, I kind of, I'm reminded of David, the psalmist David, and the things that he was going through is his, there was a bounty on his head, a, a life sentence, the king was trying to kill him, and he was hiding out in caves and such. And he had to, the picture that I get is he had to pull himself up by his bootstraps, so to speak, and say, bless the Lord, O my soul. He was in a distressful, troubling situation. And guess what he did? He reminded himself to praise the Lord. We're in a troubled times and distressing times, and the enemy, uh, what he loves to do is to suffocate our voice, to, to take the air out of us so that we don't have a voice to worship and a praise to give. You may be sitting in your home today, and, uh, or, or your car, or wherever you might be, and you'll sit there quietly maybe while the praise team does a TV show. Listen, I encourage you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps in the midst of this troubling time. Do not let the enemy silence your voice. I encourage you right there in your home. I know it may feel uncomfortable, but you stand up and you praise and worship the Lord. And you say as well, bless the Lord, all my soul and all that is within me. Bless the Lord. Amen. Come on, Jonathan. I can do anything. I can do all things. Because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible through you. Blind eyes are open. Strongholds are broken. I'm living by faith.
Hallelujah 
standing by. They're looking forward to an opportunity to pray with you. Every week when we're live right here in the sanctuary, I call the prayer ministry up. 
We have them stand to my right and to my left, and they're there to agree with you in prayer, to touch base with you as you touch base with the Father on whatever it is that you need in your life. I want you to know that there's a team of them that are standing by phones right now. There should be a number on your screen. In fact, you can call our church number here, 989-681-5731. But I also want to remind you that should you want to turn in a prayer request or something, that you go to our website, and there's actually a tab on either our app or on our website where you can turn in a prayer request. Just because we're... uh, Basically, having video church right now, that doesn't mean we stop the practices of ministry that we're doing. So as we get ready to go on into a worship even a little bit further, I want to encourage you, if you need prayer for anything, call in. Let's get those phones busy. Let's get that prayer team busy uh, meeting with you over the phone, addressing the needs that you have, and then you and them going together into the throne room to talk to Father God. Hallelujah. Are you ready to worship a little bit more? Amen. Let's do that now.
the King. The name that's above every other name. The name of Jesus. The name that you can put your complete trust in Him. In Him. No matter what circumstances there are in life. No matter what's going on. You can put your trust in the name of Jesus. No power on earth or in hell has anything over Him. No angel, no demon. The name of Jesus overcomes every situation in life. The name of Jesus that we can call on day and night. We can cry out like that blind man did. Jesus, oh son of David, have mercy on me. And he'll come running, come running to your rescue. No matter what's going on in life. He's there for you in every situation. In the middle of the night when you wake up in pain, he's there. Hear that bad report about your health, he's there. Jesus the healer, Jesus the overcomer. He only knows victory, he only knows winning, he doesn't know how to lose. Jesus, the name above every other name. Although we worship you today, we need you in our lives, we need your presence in our homes. Lord Jesus, we need you. Come and move, Holy Spirit. Come on, come on. Press into him now. Press into him wherever you are. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. We need your help. We need your help. We need your love. We need your healing for our country. We need your healing, Lord God. In the hospitals today, the CDC, Lord God, all around the world, in the name of Jesus, we heal every sickness and disease right now. Thank you, Jesus. God, I just thank you for peace that passes all understanding. A great peace to land and, and settle, Lord God, in the hearts of every person who's listening right now. Lord God, as we lift our hearts to you, as we abandon all, as we and surrender, Lord God, we thank you for your great peace to be mustered, to move in great ways, Lord God, to come in like a mighty rushing wave and settle on us, Lord God, to remove all fear. Fear, I curse you in the name of Jesus. You have to leave. You have no place. You don't belong. You do not belong in the lives of the children of the living God. Here, go. Jesus, we thank you for your peace that passes all understanding, Lord God. For grace to abound in our lives, to abound in our wallets, to abound in our families hearts, Lord God, that we would reach out to others and extend that great grace to them as well. Lord, we praise you today and honor you, Lord God, our audience of one today. Worship 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 Wherever you are, if you have a prayer language, pray it out to the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, we thank you for building our faith today that we can stand up in every situation. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, hear today. Wherever you're at, just lift up a shout to him right now. Hallelujah! Hallelujah to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
good to us. He's so good to us. And all you have to do is put your trust in him. All you have to do is give your life to Jesus. And you become a child of God. You are moved from darkness to light in the blink of an eye, just like that. As you choose to believe in Jesus and say, be my Savior, be my Lord. And, you know, in times like this, we know the world's coming to an end. It's not going to be here that much longer. And Jesus is coming back for you. And all you have to do is make sure that your heart is ready, that your life is ready. And uh, put your trust in Jesus. I encourage you to do that. Wherever you are, take a moment, bow your head, bow your heart, and say, Jesus, I want you. I need you in my life. I want you to be my Savior, my Lord, today and from now on. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God, somebody. Praise God, somebody. we got a few people here in the house today, and I uh, can hear a few claps. I know you're probably praising God at home. Amen. So good to be with you again on a Sunday morning. And, uh, you know, we weren't sure if we were going to be able to live stream like this again, but we're, this is so wonderful to be able to bring our team in and um, to be able to present worship to you today. And uh giving you an opportunity to, to worship the way that we're used to here at Resurrection Life Church. And so it was so beautiful, wasn't it? Yeah. Such a wonderful time together. And so thank you so much for tuning in, for being a part of our broadcast. I know my wife and kids are at home. I love you kids. I love you, Emily. And uh, um, praise God for an opportunity to worship today. The, the only one we should be worshiping. Amen. 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 Praise God. Well, we're going to go ahead and receive our morning offering this morning. Amen. And uh, it's, it's a little different without ushers here passing baskets and without offering envelopes being filled out and checks being ripped out of checks books. It doesn't sound the same. It doesn't look the same. But i got a few things I'm going to share with you as you have an opportunity to prepare. And there'll be some information on the screen in front of you. Um, obviously, you can go to our website, to our giving page, and give right there by debit, credit, or by your checking account. In fact, I'm going to send you a text message right now. If you're on our, our list, I'm going to send you a text message, and you'll get that, and you'll be able to just click on it. You can go right to our page and participate today. So that just went out. All right. And then um, as I, uh, after I pray for the offering, our band is going to um, be playing for a moment, and um, we're going to have a little bit more information on the screen, like the address and some other information about how you can give and participate in the offering. And people have been sending in gifts in the mail and dropping things off here, and uh, they've also been uh, giving online, obviously. So thank you so much for continuing to support the work of the ministry here. And it, it means a lot that you are choosing to trust God even in a time of famine, even in a time of trouble. And it's a good thing that you're doing that. Now, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about not worrying. Don't worry. You know, the Bible tells us in Matthew 6, starting in 31, says, Therefore, do not worry. Don't worry. Saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? You know, or how will we pay our bills? <laughs> That's things that the ungodly do. It says the Gentiles seek those things. For your heavenly Father knows what you need and all the things that you need. It says, seek first the kingdom of heaven. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. God is caring for you. God cares about you. 
No matter what's going on in life, he knows your situation. And you can put your trust in him. You can put all your trust in him. You can, you can trust him with your family, with your security, with your finances. And uh, you don't have to worry about getting laid off. You don't have to worry about whether or not that stimulus check is ever going to come in. You don't have to worry about Social Security checks. You don't have to worry about your, your 401K, your Roth IRA, or the stock market if it's up or down. You don't have to worry about the almighty dollar, whether or not that's going to still maintain its value. We don't have to worry about unemployment. You know why? Because God cares about you. God cares about you so much that he is going to take care of you. And sometimes you, gotta, you just got to trust and wait, and he'll show up in the 11th hour, but he always shows up for his kids. He always shows up for us. And you might be going, say, saying to yourself, what about all the things that I've been accumulating? What about, you know, my retirement and stuff? You know, well, the Bible tells us to don't lay up for yourself treasures here on earth where moth and rust corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. Now, God wants us to have a blessing in our life, and I, you know, I think he's going to protect your, your things and your stuff. But you know, you need to know in your heart that God has your back, even if you don't have those things. Even if you don't have some security blanket that you made for yourself or that you know, he may have been putting in your life as a blessing. Trust in God. Here's something I'm going to encourage you in today. Give it to God. Amen. If God doesn't already own all your stuff, then you're playing Jesus. You're playing Lord in your life. Give God everything. If you've got stock on the stock market and it's not doing good right now, say, God, that belongs to you. Hey, God, your stock's not doing so good right now. You might want to, uh, you know, boost that thing a little bit. Let's get the economy rolling. Or if something's been stolen from you, Hey, God, the, the devil just stole some of your money. But, you know, as the Christians go, we just continue to give. We continue to tithe. We continue to honor God and, and worship him and put seed in the ground no matter what's going on. And then he's right there just to bring in the supply. God is the supplier. He is the one who brings all supply for us, all prosperity to us. Amen. Amen. Well, as uh, you uh, prepare a gift today, whether you're, whether you're giving today or throughout the week, um, as the Lord leads you to, I just call you blessed. And everything that you sow, we call it blessed today. And uh, may it be a re- return to you in the form of health, in the form of finances, in the form of security, and whatever else that you're believing God for, because um, he's going he's gonna to bless your life. He will. He will bless your life. In the name of Jesus. And um, Pastor, can I have you come up here for just a second? I just had this, this desire to, let's, let's put a, a hand towards the camera and just pray a blessing over Amen. this offering. I can pray if you want, or unless you've got to. No, that's all right. all right. I'm with all right. you. All right. We're going to look at this camera. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for our church family yes. who's watching today. Thank you, who Jesus. Who is so faithful to give. Yes. Thank you, Lord. And even in the hard times, Lord God, even in the uncertain times. Oh, Jesus. And we just extend a hand to them and mm-hmm. pray a blessing in the Blessings. name of Jesus on their life, yes. on their family, on their households, on everything in their life, Lord God. Yes, Lord. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that good things are coming. Yes. Good things are coming. There's going to be bonuses Come on now. and raises 
and extra yes. and more than enough, Thank even you, in Jesus. a dark situation like right. this. They're right. going to have enough to share yes. with others around them, Lord God. Yes, and I thank Lord. you for your peace to settle on them now in the yes. name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. All right. Well, um, our, our last thing we're going to do. Oh, actually, we're going to have you guys play. All right, so the band's going to play, and there's going to be some information on the screen for just a moment. And uh, I encourage you to take this moment to give if you already have not, and then we'll uh, be back with you in just a second here. Go ahead. Welcome back. Um, we're going to, at this time, we're going to be showing a special presentation just for kids. So if you've got kids, call them into your living room right now if they're not already there. And uh, have them gather around because we have a segment that is special just for them. And we're also going to be posting some um, other information, some things that they can go and download today and watch even after our service that our kids ministry has recommended for you and your children today. So we're going to go ahead and roll that right now. Enjoy, kids. Good morning, boys and girls. How are you today? I'm so glad to see you. I have to find some special friends. Just a minute. I'm looking for Jack. Where are you, Jack? There's Jack. Hi, Jack. How about Gemma Lynn? Are you here? Hi, Gemma Lynn. What about Maya? Oh, hi, Maya. Is Glee here today? There's Glee. Hi, Glee. How about Adeline? Hi, Adeline. Um, one more. How about Paisley? Paisley, are your brothers and sisters with you? Awesome! Oh, I'm so happy to see you guys. Welcome to today. We're going to talk about something that's going on in the world today that has to do with fear. Are you ready? You know, fear is in the world and there's nothing we can do about it. And sometimes it gets in us whether we like it or not. And we have to figure out what to do. So, you guys in Extreme Disciples have been learning about spirit, soul, and body. I know they said body, soul, and spirit, but I say spirit, soul, and body because you are a spirit. You live, you have a soul, which is your mind, your will, your emotions, your personality, your imagination, not your brain. Your brain's in your body. You live in your body. It's kind of like this. What is this? Oh, yes, it's an astronaut. Can you see the astronaut? Can you see his body? No, what do you see? You see his spacesuit. He has to have a spacesuit to go into space, right? Yeah. So, just like he has to have a spacesuit to go into space, 
we have to have an earth suit to go live on the earth. So God put our spirit inside of this body and our soul. I have something to show you today. This represents our body. You can feel it and touch it, so it's a natural thing. Fear enters into our body sometimes, and in, in our soul is housed there. Oops! So, this is baking soda. You can do this at home, but ask your mom first. And so fear comes in and it starts filling us up, and unless we do something about it, <gasps> it's gonna just take over and keep going in and keep going in and keep going in. Oh my! But you know what? There's one thing, that's where Jesus comes in. Because we don't want that fear hanging around us, do we? No, it doesn't feel very good. So, this rep it's vinegar, represents Jesus, and we fill up with Jesus. Oh, look at that, we fill up with Jesus, and out comes the fear. It can't stay in here anymore, can it? No, it can't. Oh, and then it just, oh, we gotta keep some more in there because we keep going and going. Whoa, that fear just keeps coming out and coming out and coming out. And we say, thank you, Jesus. You know, just because you get the fear out today doesn't mean it isn't coming back tomorrow because fear comes all shapes and sizes and all kinds of ways. For instance, how about this? Sometimes people are afraid of bugs. How about this one? You think they might be, whoa, whoa. They might, but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. He's kind of big for a ladybug, don't you think? Oh my goodness, what about funny things that you've never seen before? Well, you might have seen this guy before, but they're all different colors and they look weird, and you go, and if they yell at you or go, you go, and you get scared of them. Oh, but we don't have to be afraid of them because Jesus helps us push that out when Jesus lives inside of you. One of the things the Bible says is you can praise. Do you know that Satan, he is the one that causes the fear. He is, uh, he is a, he runs away when we praise God. You can have an instrument, you can clap your hands, you can make your own instrument. And you can sing, you can dance, whatever, and praise God for that. I have one more thing to show you, just a minute. Well, maybe not just one. Get your sword out. You can kick that fear right out of there. This is the wrong sword. What was I thinking? Oh, oh, where is it? Where did it Oh my goodness, where, where's my sword? Oh, here it, is. here it is. You should always know where your Bible is. It should not be hiding because this is your real sword. Isn't that cool? If you don't have a Bible, ask your mom and dad to get one. I'll get you one if you want one. Look at here in 1, 2 Timothy. Chapter 1, verse 7, right here, it says, God has not given me a spirit of fear, <gasps> but he's given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. That's what he's given us. That's 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, and that's the power verse for today. Now, if you learn this memory verse and you come back when we start back here in our classes, I will have a prize for you. You have to learn it. You have to know it's... 2 Timothy 1, 7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1, 7. Got it? All right. I'll be looking for you to tell me that. Now, I also have Gemma and Jack and those little kids know this. Well, they don't know this one, but it's a big idea. The big idea says God will protect me. So, 
hope you remember that. Oh, it's an umbrella. The umbrella reminds us that God protects us. The rain can't get to us. If somebody was throwing snowballs at you, they can't get to you. Ah, yes, this reminds us God will protect me. Just like he protected Noah. And then he came up with a rainbow. Remember that story? Yeah, it tells us that God protects us wherever we go. So, you can remember this big idea. God will protect me. Oh, and if ever you want to be a scaredy cat, you just remember God will protect me. That's it for today, boys and girls. I'll see you next week. Bye. Wasn't that awesome? What a great job uh, Miss Connie did presenting children's ministry today. We're going to have that every week. I'm looking forward to seeing what else they have to present to our kids. We didn't want to forget about them. They are an important part of our church. They, they are in here with us during worship and uh, then go to children's church. And So we wanted to have an opportunity to make sure there was a children's ministry moment in our services. So I hope that uh, you enjoyed that. I know I did when I watched it. She did a fantastic job. Right where you're at in your house, come on, give her a big hand for the great job that she did. <clears throat> you know, a few minutes ago, I was uh, worshiping and tapping into connecting with the anointing of the Lord. And I just had this uh, unusual sense of it. And immediately the Holy Spirit uh, helped me understand what it was. So many times, you know, we, we feed off of different things within what's happening here in this room. As a praise team, as a preacher, we'll feed off of certainly the anointing, don't get me wrong. But you know what, if the crowd's in it and they're clapping, it just it, it fires us, it inspires us. You know, if I got an amen section or something, it inspires me and... And so usually throughout worship, I'm praying to connect with and have a sense of the strong anointing of the Holy Spirit. And I was sitting back there uh, worshiping, and I realized that the anointing that I was feeling wasn't for this room. It was for your house. I, I was feeling the anointing that was coming into your home as we were worshiping. So this is very much church to me today, and uh, um, just grateful to be with you. I love you. I say it every day, I guess, with our 714 prayer. Miss Diane and I love you so much, and we're so grateful to be pastors here at Resurrection Life Church. And to be connected to the source of the anointing, our Heavenly Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the great Holy Spirit, and to feel that connection not just about what's happening in this room, what's happening right now because of the anointing that we're connecting with together. I wonder if you could feel it yourself. Amen. If you can, just say amen. Today's service is probably going to be different than most, I suppose. Um, well, here I am on a Sunday morning sitting down with my guitar. It's already a little bit different. I guess guitar is pronounced based on what part of your country you're in. Guitar, guitar, get fiddle if you're from Tennessee. But uh, in any case, um, 
we're going to do things a little bit differently, as though we're not already with a crew of people around here with cameras and running wires and everything else. And a prayer team, by the way, don't forget about the fact that there is a prayer team standing by phones waiting to connect with you through the anointing of Christ for an answer to prayer. Amen. So uh, I just encourage you to pick up your phones and give them a call. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about communion today. We're going to look at a number of Bible verses. That's a good thing, amen? We're a Bible church. We may as well look at the Bible. Uh, and we're going to look at some Bible verses that are relating to communion, uh, relating to the cross, relating to the blood of Jesus. Uh, we're going to sing a few songs. I'm going to incorporate a, a two or three songs into the message this morning that I hope uh, will draw our hearts nearer to the heartbeat of what this is all about today. Uh, I really wanted it, and I've talked about it uh, all week long when I've sent you phone calls or videos or whatever, even from 714 prayer, um, that I wanted it to be an intimate time in the presence of the Lord. And so that is, that is my goal today, and I really sense the anointing of Christ upon it. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 26, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Every time we partake of communion, those elements, the bread and the wine, it should, br it should bring us all back to a singular place. It should bring us back to the cross of Calvary. That's really what it's all about. Uh, I'm not sure how many of you connected with me earlier at 714 prayer, where basically I gave us all an opportunity to prepare our hearts before these moments that are coming up right now, to have a head start in the preparation of your heart and your soul and your mind to receive the elements of communion. And so, as I said before, it is all about the cross. Everything that we do points back to the finished work of Jesus Christ at the cross of Calvary. hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Oh, that old rugged cross, so despised by the world, has a wondrous attraction for me. For the dear Lamb of God left his glory above buried at dark Calvary so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross 
and exchange it someday for a crown. To the old rugged cross I will ever be true, its shame and reproach gladly then he'll call me someday to a home far away where his glory forever I'll share so I'll cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown I'll exchange it someday for a crown I'll exchange it someday for a crown Praise God the old rugged cross. Jesus spoke from the cross. A number of things happened that day. Seven different times during those six hours that Jesus hung on the cross, he, he spoke words that had great significance. In Luke chapter 23, verse 34, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What a, an amazing picture. What a graphic picture that I see in my mind when the Roman centurions took Jesus and they threw him down on that wooden cross after he had already been ripped apart from the whippings and scourgings that he had had. And, and a, a centurion straddles him and thrusts a knee into his bicep to hold his arm down to begin to nail those nails into his feet and into his wrist, his hands. And he didn't hurl insults back. He didn't fight back. He showed the love of the Father, and he said, Father, forgive them, for they, they don't know what they're doing. In Luke chapter 23, verse 34, Jesus told the thief, today you shall be with me in paradise. That was Jesus. Our Savior was nailed between two thieves, between two robbers. Both of them deserved the punishment that they were getting. The, Jesus, however, he was completely innocent. He had never sinned in any way, shape, or manner. There was no wrongdoing that caused him to deserve to be crucified that day. One of those thieves who apparently, I'm sure, was watching everything, was moved by the actions of Jesus, was moved by the words of Jesus, and he said, hey, Jesus, will you remember me? And once again, Jesus extended his love of the Father. He showed it, that love and that forgiveness, and he says to the thief, he says, I tell you the truth, today, you shall be with me in paradise. It's a pretty amazing picture if you think about it. In John chapter 19, verses 26 through 27, Jesus spoke, and this is a really poignant moment that maybe we don't think about very often, but let me, uh, let me preface the scripture just a little bit. One of the, uh, there's lots of different images of what that crucifixion may have, look, have looked like. We see images of it where the cross is high and Jesus is way up there and and some of the, the Hebrew stuff that I have studied uh, has shown that the, the cross didn't stand that high. In fact, it was very much at eye level. And uh, wow, this one really affects me. And Jesus looks down, and there's his mom. Wow. <laughs> 
His mom's looking up at him. Not so far away, but right there's her son, having gone through everything that he's gone through. And you can, those of you who are mamas, you can only imagine what mama must be feeling at that moment. Jesus was a great son to Father God, but I believe with all my heart he was a great son to Mary as well. And he looks and he sees his mom. And that just touches my heart. And once again, Jesus shows the great love of the Father. And he says, Jesus spoke to his mother and he spoke to John who was standing right there. And he said, dear woman, here is your son. Here is your mother. The picture there is to understand that widows were typically in trouble unless there was family to take care of them. And Jesus made sure that his mama was going to be taken care of for the rest of her life. What a glorious picture. In the middle of all that excruciating pain and all of that chaos, Jesus sees his mama with one of his disciples. And as I said, he knew that if she was left unattended, she would have the plight of widows in that culture, which was not a good thing. And once again, not thinking of himself, but always of others, he demonstrated the love of Father in that very moment. It's really a very poignant uh, moment if you think about it. In Matthew chapter 27, verses 45 through 46, Jesus, I, I, I believe, had his darkest moment where he quoted from the psalmist when he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. This had to be one of the most painful mo moments for Jesus, as I said, because something was happening to Jesus at that very moment. At that very moment, all of the sins of mankind for all ages and all the penalty of all the sins that had ever been committed, every, ever will be committed, were laid upon the shoulders of Jesus. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. As if he hadn't gone <laughs> through enough uh, with the whipping and the beatings and the nailing and his mama and, and everything else now, all the sins of all mankind and that weight was laid upon uh, his shoulders as though they were his sins. And sin and the Father cannot inhabit the same space. God cannot to tolerate sin, the Bible tells us. And it was at this point in the six hours that Jesus hung on the cross that he felt separated from his Father God. Mm. Man. Just touches my heart to think about. Just touches my heart. John 3.16, the Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but should have everlasting life. Jesus gave his life for you and me. He gave his life away for you and me.
You gave, you gave your life away. You gave, you gave your life away. You gave, you gave your life away for me. Your grace has broken every chain. My sins are gone, my debt's been paid. You gave, you gave your life away for me. For me. sinless life yet you were crucified you bought our freedom on the cross forsaken for our sin you died and you rose again Jesus you are the Lamb of God you gave you gave your life you gave, you gave your life away. You gave, you gave your life away for me. Your grace has broken every chain. My sins are gone, my debt's been paid. You gave, you gave your life away for me. If I could sing forever, it's not enough. How glorious is your love? If I could sing forever, it's not enough. It's not enough. You gave, you gave your life away. You gave, you gave your life away. You gave, you gave your life away for me. Your grace has broken every chain. My sins are gone, my debt's been paid. You gave, you gave your life away for me. Yeah. You gave, you gave. Life away, you gave, you gave your life away, you gave, you gave your life away for me. Your grace is broken every chain, my sins are gone, my debt's been paid. You gave, you gave your life away for me. that great presence of the Father. What a beautiful thing. And uh, just so you know, there's nothing harder than trying to sing while getting emotionally wrapped up in things. Another word that Jesus said on the cross that 
And all these words are so important. But this may stand out. It's in John chapter 19, verse 28, where Jesus said, I thirst. He had come to that point in his destiny when he knew that everything that he had been sent to do was about to be accomplished. It was all going to be taken care of. The whole text there actually says, and Jesus, knowing that all things had been accomplished, he said, I thirst. And friends, this is the pivotal point in history. This was the moment. All of eternity and all of mankind boils down to these next few minutes where Jesus said, in, I mean, the words weren't there, but when he said, I thirst, I have to believe that the imagery is such that his lips were swollen from being beaten. His mouth was probably caked with blood. He had been dehydrated from the day, so his mouth was dry. And uh, he needed to say the most important words. In our language today, we might say he needed to wet his whistle because he's about to say something really profound. And we see it there in John chapter 19, verse 30, where Jesus said, it is finished. The original meaning and translation of these words is that it is finished and forever done. It isn't just finished, but it's finished and it's forever completed. It's forever done, period. Drop the mic, walk off the platform. It's done. It's completed. Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice for all mankind. His blood became the covering for all sins that would ever be committed throughout all of eternity. The seventh thing that Jesus said is in Luke 23, verse 26, where he said these words, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. What a legacy that he left us. And we should have that same heart and that same attitude. We should uh, this morning receive communion, and may we all say, Father, into your hands I commit my life. Into your hands I commit my spirit. I'd like to give you a few moments in your homes to get your communion elements ready. And so why don't you go ahead and do that uh, real quickly. We've had communion here. I'm going to take just a quick break off of the microphone. But go ahead and get whatever it is that you need to get ready for communion here. I'm going to sing another song and then we're going we're to receive communion. It's so quiet in this room right now, we could hear a pin drop, because I think everybody in this room is feeling what I feel right now. And I imagine, this is my prayer, you feel it where you're at as well. So if you have your communion elements with you, don't partake of them yet, but I'm going to ask you maybe to sit close together on your couch, maybe kneel together. Whatever it is you're comfortable to do, if it's just a husband and wife, sit close together. If you're just by yourself, then kneel and enjoy in the presence of the Lord. As we have this intimate, somber moment with the Lord. Mm -hmm. 
blood ran down Your blood ran down Your blood ran down Your blood ran down Picture it, folks Your blood blood ran down your blood ran down your blood ran down from your head down your face from your hands to blood ran down for me your blood ran down your blood ran down your blood Matthew chapter 26, verse 26. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and he blessed it, and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, and he said, Take, eat. This is my body. Take, eat. And he took the cup and he gave thanks and he gave it to them saying, drink from it all of you. 
For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it in new with you in my Father's kingdom. The blood ran down. And we receive it in Jesus' name. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus that washes white as give you glory, Lord, for you are worthy of it. In the name of Jesus, and all the saints said, amen. Come on, give the Lord a praise and call his name, Jesus, we love you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Pastor Steve, come on up. Just awesome. Thank you, Pastor, for leading us into that. And uh, it's so powerful, that time of worship coupled with communion and just being able to spend time with our Lord and Savior, Jesus, remembering the wonderful things that he did for us on the cross, what the price he paid and the new life that we have in him. And there's, there's just nothing like it anywhere in this universe like Jesus Christ and what he did for us. I encourage you today that if you haven't already, give your life to him. Give your life to Jesus Christ. Allow his blood that he shed on the cross to cover all your sin and allow him to forgive you of everything that you've ever done and then walk forward in a new relationship with him and it will change your life forever. Get connected to a good church. I know it's hard to get to a church right now, but uh, you can stay connected with us online. And this is for all of our church family. You can stay connected on our Facebook. Pastor Rick has been putting out his 714 prayer time every morning. And uh, that's available on our YouTube, on our website. And then uh, we're also putting some links over to social media as well. So stay connected to that. Stay connected to our pastor and everything that he's putting out. And um, I know our prayer team has been calling people and encouraging and praying for you. 
And we just uh, we know that this church can continue to be a blessing even when we can't lay hands on you, you know, even when we can't sit next to each other in the chairs. And it's going to be over soon. This will be over. This will be past, and uh, we'll be back together again, back in your life groups, back in your MOH teams, and uh, back to Believer's School. Wow. Taking a break isn't fun, but um, thank God we have the opportunity to still stay connected like this. And I want to remind you that our website is still there. We have um, things on there for you, resources like our bulletin. I think it might need to get uh, updated right this exact second, but it'll be fixed later today. And uh, then uh, you can continue to give on there. You can continue to put your prayer requests in on there. Also on our mobile app. Our mobile app has lots of downloadable content. You can uh, listen to on-demand audio podcasts of our messages. You can also watch all of our streaming on there, all of our videos on there. And uh, we know that um, that's a great resource for you during this time, especially if you're driving somewhere. You can pull just the audio up without having to have the YouTube feed playing in your car. Anyway, I call you blessed today, and uh, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, uh, I just encourage you to make sure you spend time with Jesus throughout the week. And uh, don't forget to give Him everything, to put your trust in Him, no matter what is going on in your life. We call you blessed today. Thanks for being a part of our service here here today at Resurrection Life Church. Amen. Bye for now.